Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Unraveling Podcast with me, Kelly Vaquera. I'm so happy you're here. We are starting a brand new series that I think you guys are going to love, and it is called You're Not the Only One. We are going to be talking about the kinds of things that many, many of us struggle with, but don't often talk about. And I'm super excited to add that we will be having a lot of different interviews and have some other people on the podcast for this series. My goal in doing this series is that everyone who would listen would feel so much less alone and know that we all struggle. So I asked people on my blog what types of topics they would really want to hear about that they might feel alone in. And so we're going to talk about things like scary thoughts or loneliness or struggling in life even though life is going well, childhood wounds, um, effects of trauma, doubts and faith, mental illness in general or uh, loving somebody with mental illness, marital dissatisfaction, um, unhealthy or negative thoughts, insecurities that keep us stuck, the kinds of things that we can all to some degree relate to but don't often talk about. And so if you haven't yet, subscribe so that you can get notified when the next podcast happen. And if you like the podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would rate it and leave a review. Many of you have been so generous in doing that already, so thank you so much. Today's podcast is going to be on scary thoughts, and I'm doing it on my own, not with an interviewee, but the next one will probably be an interview. Um, but I want to talk about scary thoughts because we all have them, and it's something that many of us kind of live in silent about. And I also wanted to add that just because you have scary thoughts does not necessarily mean you have diagnosable anxiety. Um, you can have scary thoughts without having actual anxiety. And so I just wanted to clarify that. But to know that if scary thoughts are kind of getting out of control, it would be something to look into that possibly it is anxiety. Um, if you are curious to hear more, I did do a whole series on anxiety and um, ways to cope with it. And that is, I believe, the fourth through eighth episode on my podcast. So go ahead and check that out if you need it. And as always, I just like to do this little disclaimer. If you are really struggling with thoughts in general or just your mental health, please go get some help and get some support. I promise it's worth it to seek that kind of help. But anyways, I hope this podcast is helpful for you and that you will finish it feeling and knowing that you are not alone. So let's get started. Hi everyone, thank you again for being here. So since I have decided that I was going to do a podcast on scary thoughts, I really started to pay attention to my own, to the thoughts that creep into my head that are, well, scary. I really wanted to pay attention to when they were happening and what the thoughts were about and just essentially what triggered them. And quite honestly, I was shocked to find out and figure out essentially just how much I'm having these kinds of thoughts. And again, because I'm somebody who has struggle with anxiety and work through anxiety, I know the difference between like my anxious thoughts, which are more of also a physical reaction than just kind of some scary thoughts that come into my head. Of course, the two can be linked together, um, but I'm not, a, I'm not exactly talking about anxiety here. I'm talking about just the thoughts that pop into my head as I'm walking around and doing life in general. And so I wanted to share these with you because I have to believe I'm not the only one who struggles with this kind of stuff. And because if you are aware of your own thoughts, you might start to wonder like, what's wrong with me? I know that after I became more aware of what I was thinking, I was kind of like, man, I'm kind of paranoid and I don't know where all this stuff is coming from. And so at the risk of sounding like a crazy person, I'm going to share just an experience I had the other day at Target. I was with my kids and we were... I was trying to get them in the cart. It's very difficult to get two kids into the cart 
it's just a whole fiasco trying to get them both into target when neither one of them can walk on their own. I mean, they can walk, but they'll run away. So I have to get them both into a cart somehow. It's just a whole thing. So as I'm trying to do this, I see that there is a man sitting in a car looking like towards us and there's not really anyone else in the parking lot. And all of a sudden I'm just very aware that that man's sitting there and essentially my brain goes to a place of, okay, he's watching, (laughs) he's watching us and he's probably going to do something to us. And so I start trying to rush and I'm just like looking around and trying to think of a plan. Like, okay, if he gets out of his car and starts doing something, what am I going to do? Do I have my phone? Can I call 911 quick? And my brain just starts going with this of like making a plan. And you guys, I'm sure he was just a man probably waiting for his wife to get out of Target. And I am already assuming that he's trying to kill me and my children or something. And I know this is extreme and you... If you don't struggle with thoughts like this, you might think I'm crazy, but I also know that some people know exactly what I'm talking about right now. So after that happened, again, as I walked into the store and realized that he was not, in fact, after me, and he was just sitting in the parking lot minding his own business, I started to ask myself, why did that just happen? Where did that even come from? And as I racked my brain, I remembered that a couple nights prior, I was on a mom's Facebook group. And one of the women wrote this whole thing on Facebook about how she was at a grocery store and essentially believed that there was some men (laughs) working together to try to like take her and her children. She had all this evidence that they were trying to follow her and it was really scary. Like the thing she wrote and it was just like not that far from my home. And so I had read that and kind of tried to brush it off because no one wants to think about that. But then a couple days later when I'm at Target, all of a sudden I have this reaction to a man sitting in a car and I didn't recognize that they were tied together. That the story she had told us on Facebook may have triggered me to have that kind of um, fear. And so that's how I know that many of us struggle with scary thoughts is because we are all so exposed to so many things now with having social media and the news and all these things right at our fingertips. We see and hear all this bad stuff all the time. So yes, we will have scary thoughts sometimes because we're going to hear scary things. Another example, and I should warn too, I should have probably warned this at the beginning, that if you are in a really anxious state, this is not a good podcast for you to listen to probably right now. So just turn it off right now. Right now. Just push stop and don't come back to this one until, maybe never, just don't come back to this one. Um, but another example would be, I hear this a lot from people at church that they'll be sitting in church and they'll start thinking about what if someone shows up with like guns because it's happened. Um, and there's actually been quite a few incidences of that in the last year or two. And so people start thinking about that while they're in church, a place that typically is so safe and maybe, um, has always been safe and never had any issues yet. These thoughts are starting to go through their mind because why? Because they've seen that it's happened in other places. And I find myself doing that sometimes of just thinking, what would I do? Where would I go? What would I do with my kids? And I would also say that I think that scary thoughts have multiplied by, I don't know, a million since I've had children. All of a sudden, it's not just me I'm thinking out about, but these other lives that I'm responsible for. And so things do feel a bit scarier. Another example, and again, this is going to feel super depressing. I promise we will get to some strategies and ways to change our thoughts and stuff like that. But another example is um, the fear of us or our children or our family members becoming sick or dying. So again, being that I was trying to really do some reflection, I found myself probably a couple weeks ago going to sleep and really being worried about my son 
getting, I don't remember what exactly it was, but some sort of illness. Like, um, I don't know if it was cancer or something like that, but something really extreme. And I was just laying in bed. I'm like, why am I thinking about this? Like what? I just go to sleep brain. And then again, I recognized that I had seen somebody else post something um, about a child they knew who was going through chemo and it was heartbreaking and it was so hard to watch and read. And um, that kind of Again, I do this thing where I try to like brush that under the rug because I don't want to ever think about that actually happening. But then, of course, when I lay down at night, all these thoughts that I tried to avoid come up. And so I was laying there, and that's what was coming to my mind was, what if this happens to my kid? What would I do? And I'm also basing some of this off of the stuff I hear a lot with my clients. So um, there's lots of thoughts about, you know, losing somebody or dying themselves or somebody trying to hurt them or harm them or just a general feeling of not being safe. And I would have to believe that at some point we all have these thoughts to some degree. Again, obviously there's a huge spectrum here, um, but to some degree we all have these thoughts. So that's why it's important to talk about it because it's not like I often bring up to my friend like over coffee, like, hey, last night I was you know, just thinking about my husband getting in a car accident. What were you thinking about last night? I mean, I actually might do that with a friend, but that's not normal. That's not typically what we bring into conversation. And so we kind of hold and harbor up all these thoughts on our own, oftentimes never getting them out. And that can make it even more difficult. Not only do we have scary thoughts, but we're having to keep them secret because we're afraid, of course, that people would think we're crazy if we shared what we were thinking about. I also want to go on a quick side tangent. For those of you who have kids, um, specifically like preteens and teenagers or, you know, any kids, I guess, because they will grow up to be teenagers and preteens. I work with a lot of teenagers and what I am noticing is they are essentially because again, they have way more access to things than I ever did when I was their age. But what I'm noticing is that they are Um, trying to process adult information that they are seeing. So things like the news or things that pop up on their YouTube videos or um, things that they see, you know, just articles floating around. Their kid brains are trying to process this adult information without the brain capacity to do so. And so their brains cannot reason and make sense of these scary and horrific things that they are reading. It is no surprise to me that that generation is the most anxious ever because they have way, way more information than any other generation did. I know that even, I'm not that old and um, I never had access to that kind of stuff. I don't even think I ever watched the news. And so I didn't have to worry about, you know, the coronavirus or the war or um, just all these things that these kids that are 11 and 12 are coming into my office worried about. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, that is a lot for you. Your prefrontal cortex isn't even fully developed. You don't even know how to like process that and um, rationalize all this. And because of that, it feels even more likely to them that these things are going to happen. And so if you have kids, I would just encourage you to have some... I don't know, have some boundaries with them about looking at things and reading things and maybe even checking in with them often about what things they're reading and seeing just because they might really need an outlet and someone to talk to about the scary thoughts they're having. So anyways, now that I'll get off my little soapbox there, I want you to think about what are the scary thoughts that you have. And now that you have thought about them and now that you're open your mind, I you will probably be become more aware of how often you're having them like I did which isn't necessarily fun, but it is important to be able to 
work on them. So notice what scary thoughts you're having, and then I want you to take some time to reflect on why. Where, what, is, what triggered this scary thought? And sometimes there's super valid reasons why. Perhaps you actually have a very ill family member, and so you're worried about their health. That's valid, and that totally makes sense. I guess it's, what I'm talking about today is more of these scary thoughts that are consuming us to some degree or to a lot of a degree, and um, they don't really have any evidence or proof that they're actually going to happen. And so we're spending our time worrying about things that really it doesn't make sense to worry about. What you might find again is that you had heard or read something that triggered it. And the thing is, is that we live in a very feel fearful world and sometimes it feels like there's no escaping it and that can be really hard. The more we see these horrible stories, the more we think about them and the more common it feels. All of a sudden it doesn't seem that uncommon to get kidnapped or to you know have something horrible happen to you because if that's what you're seeing often, it feels like, wow, this is happening all the time. I'm probably next. But of course, the news and the media and what these stories that are being shown are not actually representative, representative of what's happening to most people most days, right? We don't put like, you know, my average day on the news. No one would care about that. But that just because these stories are showing up often does not mean that that is what's likely to happen in any given day. And so that's an important thing to remember when you have those thoughts come in, to just ask yourself... Um, or tell yourself, just because I'm thinking about something, just because this scary thought came into my mind, does not make it actually more likely to happen. The likelihood stays the same no matter how much you think about it, right? I will say that it's not totally bad to have a plan and a game plan in mind, but there is a difference between having a game plan to stay safe and being consumed by thoughts that steal all your joy. And I think that sometimes we want to keep thinking these thoughts because we believe that it's going to actually help protect us. Like if I think about what bad things could happen, I could prevent bad things from happening to me and my family. And unfortunately, that's not totally true. Maybe to some degree we can, you know, if we're more aware of our surroundings, we might be, you know, able to prevent something. But we obviously, we don't have that kind of control to prevent anything bad from happening to us. So for those of you who feel like, you know, I really want to prepare... I would just want to remind you that there is a difference between making a plan versus living in fear and just try to weed that out and see, make sure you're on the side of making a plan but still being able to be in the moment versus living in fear and it consuming you. I also wanted to share another thing that I found. So as I was, you know, noticing these thoughts, I was able to try to use them to my good, for my good. So one of the new thoughts I have had since becoming a mom, um, like fear of death has never been a thing for me. I actually love the idea of going to heaven. But since I became a mom, thinking about what my kids would do if I wasn't around has become one of like the scarier thoughts in my mind. The idea that I wouldn't be there for my kids is truly awful. And so I think about that. And that thought came into my mind at one point. And so I tried to just one be kind to myself. And so I'd say, okay, that's a scary thought, um, but I don't have to give it more power. I don't have to agree with it. Instead, I can focus on today and loving my people as well as possible. 
And that's what it always comes back down to for me. That's what always brings me a sense of peace is like, no matter what I do, I cannot control the future, but I do have right now. And today we're good. We are here at home or where wherever. And I can just take this time and take these thoughts and use them for my good to remember what's important. What's important right now is not my phone and what's going on on my phone and reading <laughs> these articles that clearly aren't helping me. Um, but what's important is really paying attention to and loving my kids and my husband today. You have probably heard the verse about, do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so do not conform to the patterns of this world. There is a pattern in this world, and that pattern, I believe, one of them at least, is fear. So do not conform to fear, essentially, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so it's important to remember that this renewing piece that they're talking about is not a one-and-done thing, but it's a constant thing that we need to work on. It means, again, becoming aware of our thoughts and then acknowledging that they're there and they're an issue and that they're a lie or that they are not from God because God doesn't put fear in us. And so we want to acknowledge them, understand that they're not from God, and then hand them over to him. And do that in a way that's compassionate and gentle and non-judgmental towards yourself. It doesn't make sense to be like, oh, why am I thinking this again? I'm so blah, blah, blah. Um, but to be able to say, okay, I'm human. I saw something scary. It makes sense that this is in my head, um, but I'm not going to live off of this. I'm not going to let this be the rest of my day because I have no proof that this is going to happen to me. So why would I spend my whole day focusing on that? So just remember that the more that you think something, the more automatic that thought becomes in your head. So if you're somebody who feels like these thoughts are super automatic, it's probably because they are. Maybe because you've been thinking thoughts like this for a long time. And so what you're going to actively have to do is to change those neural pathways in your brain. You're going to actively have to fight it because it will not just stop on its own. A couple simple ways to do that is, and I know they sound cheesy, but they really, really, really do work. The first one is gratitude. Just simply, kind of like we just talked about, counting the things that you have right now today, literally stopping around you and looking at the tiniest little blessings around you. So for me right now, I'm looking at the fact that I have like, well, like 30 books scattered all over my ground. Um, that might not seem like a blessing to some people, but that is a blessing because one, I get to read books. I get to learn. I have eyes that help me read. I have a brain that helps me process it. Um, I have a computer right in front of me. That's a blessing. I'm looking out the window. There is, although it's Minnesota and everything's brown and dead, um, there is a really tall, beautiful tree that I can see. And that's a blessing. And just looking around you and picking out the small things, that is starting to change those negative uh, automatic thought processes in your mind. You can actually rewire your brain in that way. And so whenever you find yourself starting to feel, whether it's scared or um, even just feeling down or whatever it might be, it's so good to be able to practice this. So just like, okay, right now I'm going to pick three to five things that I am grateful for, and they can be the tiniest of little things. It can be your coffee. It can be your cat. It can be the fact that you have clothes to wear. It can be anything that is starting to break up. If you can, if you can think about that in the midst of the fear or whatever it might be, you are going to start breaking up the, those neural pathways. And if you really want to stop some automatic negative thoughts from continuing in that spiral, turn on some worship music and get up and be weird and sing your heart out and worship God. And do not stop until you feel like you're in a better place. And I know that that's not always something you can do, like at the workplace or if you go to school, that would be weird. But go to your car, 
or put headphones in and just listen and praise God because it's very difficult to uh, maintain those fearful thoughts when you are praising God and remembering who he is. So start the renewing of your mind and you might just find that your thoughts change. And I'm not saying that you will not have scary thoughts anymore. I personally believe that as long as you are human, those thoughts are going to pop into your mind to some degree, but they do not have to consume you. They do not have to be your truth. You do not have to live based on them. And sometimes I even take it when those thoughts creep in, I take it and I look at, okay, let's say that these thoughts are from the enemy. What is he trying to distract me from right now? What's around me that is actually um, something God wants to use me in or God wants me to see that the enemy is trying to distract me from with fear? And maybe that's even just like noticing people around me and smiling at people around me. Um, Or maybe it's just me even leaving my house. You know, um, whatever the enemy is trying to do, I try to do the opposite. So anyways, for those of you who are really struggling with scary thoughts, I am one, I'm really sorry. It is really hard and um, you don't live in a world that helps a whole lot with that because of everything that is thrown in our face and because of everything that we have access to. I would also encourage you, if this is a really big thing, take a break from the news or from certain things you follow on social media. That doesn't mean that you can avoid, you know, scary things forever. But if if that is something that you're constantly getting in your brain and you're seeing that it's not helping you, I would recommend taking a break and just see what happens. You might find that you have a lot less fear. We do need to be careful what we put in our mind. And we are supposed to have good and lovely and godly things in our mind as well. So to just be constantly taking in scary, fearful things, we are not setting ourselves up well. I'll just read Philippians 4, 8 really quick. It says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. We need to make sure that we are putting those kinds of things into our mind. Because if we're not, fear is going to hijack it really quick. So get out there, start thinking about how you can use some of those thoughts for your advantage. Try to flip them. Whatever is making you scared, try to flip it. So if I'm having these scary thoughts about my kids, instead I'm going to go spend some quality time with my kids because all I'm guaranteed is today anyway. So I'm going to get the most out of today and I'm going to love my people well. And if you're having those automatic negative thoughts, do something to interrupt them. And it might feel really difficult at first, but the more you do that, the less automatic those thoughts become. And don't be afraid to talk about it out loud with people. You might just find that other people can totally relate to this. I think, I really truly believe, maybe I'm wrong and I'm going to get a bunch of emails from people saying that I'm crazy for thinking these things, but I don't think I am. I think that we all have these kinds of thoughts, but it's just not something we talk about. And so to you who's listening, if this, if you resonate with this, I want you to know you're not alone and you, and God doesn't want us to live this way. He does want more for us. He wants us to be able to um, experience joy and peace and comfort from him throughout the day. He does not call us to live in fear and scary thoughts, but it is up to us to do that work. And so I hope you'll step into some of that. I know I have my own work to do with this as well. So I hope that this was helpful for you guys. I wanted to just remind you that if you don't yet, feel free to follow me 
on my blog, which is The Unraveling with Kelly Becerra on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram, with it, which is just Kelly underscore Becerra. Or I have a website with all my writings, which is kellybecerra.com. And make sure you subscribe there as well if you want to be a part of that. And I hope that you will come back next week. We have some really great stuff coming up. And I just, again, pray and hope that you will feel encouraged to know that you are not alone. Thanks so much for listening. 